0: Hello and welcome to the After Sermon Podcast, where we pick up all the bits from the cutting room floor. And on this Christmas special, we are looking at the sermon, Don't Leave God Until Tomorrow. Uh, Mr. Godfrey. Do you know what time it is? Do you know what the season is around about December? Well, here in Australia, the
1: season is summer.
0: <laughs> as far as as far as festive seasons go, oh, I'm sorry. What what season would it be? It's Christmas, Christmas season. I think you're referring
1: to Christmas there. Mm-hmm. I think I
0: think you're onto it, Mister Watson. But the real question is, uh,
1: have you bought your Christmas presents yet? You know what? I actually have not. Um, at least not most of them. There are a couple. Are you telling me that I picked up this last week? You've procrastinated a bit, have you? Um, well procrastination is such a strong
0: word. Well, look, look, look. do you know what your plans are for Christmas? What are you gonna be doing
1: on December twenty fifth? I am going to be celebrating Christmas, of course. Specifically You know, we haven't got that far yet. So you're procrastinating it. You could say that, yes. Look, uh,
0: in case you haven't realized, ladies and gentlemen at home, (laughs) today's sermon that we're going to be looking at is about procrastinating. Once again, I'm Christopher, and ladies and gentlemen, you are in for a treat, because not only do we have Mr. Michael Godfrey with us, we also have special guest Mr. Jaya Watson. Guys,
2: please introduce yourselves. Hi, um, I'm Jai, I'm probably your resident visitor, um, yeah, just filling in this, uh, this session.
1: And I'm Michael Goffrey, you um, you probably will remember me from the previous podcast, and you've also
0: heard a bit from me already. Awesome, and in case you haven't put it together just yet, this is our Christmas special episode, and we're feeling a little bit festive today.
2: Definitely.
0: Um, Christmas is in the air.
2: Well, let's get into the uh, recap before we do, if you haven't watched uh, Don't Leave Until Tomorrow, Don't Leave God Until Tomorrow, sorry. He's pretty important. You might want to <laughs> <laughs> put him in there. Yeah, don't forget that. Um, the, the link will be uh, just below, um, and this, uh, there's probably going to be some uh, spoilers throughout this podcast. Um, with that out of the way, let's get into our uh, quick recap. Mr. Godfrey, give us a quick
0: quick recap about what this sermon was. Uh, yeah, you know, what the sermon was all about.
1: Okay, so the sermon "Don't Leave God Until Tomorrow." Um, if you haven't or- already heard it, I recommend first of all that you do go and listen to it, because it's well, I, I think it's a pretty important topic, and I think it's something that hasn't isn't normally addressed, especially in a sermon. It's true. It's very, very relevant. Yeah. Thanks. Um, okay, so the beginning of the sermon we talked about what procrastination is. I actually started with a story. They're uh, kind of an anecdotal personal story, it's written in the spirit of what I, I have struggled with in the past, which is procrastinating my university assignments. Of course, it was over-exaggerated a lot, and that was for a bit of comedic effect, and also to really hammer home the point. So we started with a story, we talked about what procrastination is, we talked about the top five things people procrastinate, we talked about some excuses they use to justify what they're mm-hmm. doing. And then we looked about. We looked at procrastination in a spiritual context. That's what the meat of the sermon was. Looking about procrastinating or delaying, putting off our spiritual growth, our relationship with God, really. And uh, then what we did was we went and we looked at what the Bible has to say about it. We had a look at four or five different passages. We had a look at a quote as well. And then we summed the whole thing up by looking at some ways that we can overcome procrastination and particularly and specifically overcoming spiritual procrastination in our own lives. So that's, yeah, that's pretty much what the sermon was about.
0: Awesome. And once again, guys, if you uh, haven't heard that before and you want to listen to that sermon, or if you'd like to share it with someone else, the link to that sermon will be in the description below.
1: Yes. All right. So let's get into your impressions, first of all. Uh, so what did you two think of the sermon? What did you like? And do you have any constructive criticism you can give? <laughs> we haven't
0: had a constructive criticism segment before. Are you are asking for it. <laughs> if you're interested in providing one,
1: I'd be happy to take that.
0: Nah. No, uh, look, I, I really liked it. I liked I liked how you started with the story. And also liked all the uh, lists that you gave, such as the top five things people procrastinate and the top three procrastination excuses, uh, because it made it very relatable.
1: Thanks. That's what I was going for.
0: That's... I don't think there's anyone who hasn't felt like that, who hasn't procrastinated doing work or exercising or cleaning. I'm pretty sure every person's done that, and we all often have the exact same (laughs) sort of justifications in our mind, like, oh, I've got time to do it, or, you know, it'll come around later, there's no rush, these other excuses, or I don't know how to do it. Uh, So I found it good that you made it relatable to begin with. But then it was, I liked how you also went down to a deeper level because I, I think you could even argue, you could have just left it out of a purely physical level and brought out some sort of, you know, biblical aspect from that, which is what a lot of the verses talk about that mm-hmm. you provided. But you actually went deeper by looking at it in a spiritual aspect and looking at how procrastinating has a negative effect on our spiritual life if we're denying uh, those spiritual priorities in our life. So I found it really good and it was challenging because it's something uh, that everyone deals with and experiences. So it was a definitely a really good sermon.
2: Well,
1: thank you. Yeah, I tried to keep it relatable. Uh, it's something obviously that I've uh, had a bit of experience with in my in my own life and I'll talk about that a bit more in the drawing board segment. Um, Jai, did you have any thoughts?
2: Yeah, like, like Chris, um, I found it very, very relatable. As a uni student, uh, you, you would understand <laughs> yeah. that uh, those assignments come around and there seems like there's always uh, tomorrow to do them. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah I, I just found it really relatable and, and the practical um, application of uh, the effect on your spiritual life as yeah. well. Um, I remember in my early um, Christian experience getting to know God and um, that was one of the things that, yeah I, I understood um about putting it off and and yeah
0: definitely yeah. yeah no it's it it's true that it was very relatable and especially with stuff like uni or school and those assignments, yeah. you always have that mentality. I got time, and then the time comes and you go whoops.
1: Well, that's great, yeah. Like like all that said, that's exactly what I was going for. I didn't want the congregation to be listening or for anyone at home to be listening and saying, what does this have to do with me? How does this relate to me? Yeah. I wanted them to look at it and say, yeah, that's me. Yeah, I, I understand. Yeah. I understand what he's saying. I understand what God's saying, you know. Um, so, yeah, I hope it all made sense and I hope um, that you got something out of it, everyone who listened to it.
2: Awesome. Well, oh... Mr. Watson? Oh, I, I would, the last point is I just uh, really like the um, options for overcoming the, the things that you suggested for people to, who are suffering with procrastination to really, um, yeah, move past that and, and to just do it. <laughs> 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 just do it. That's right. Well, well, I, I'm pretty sure Charlotte Buff
0: will have to make a... a an appearance in this episode special, somewhere special somewhere <laughs> right. somewhere in the editing he'll he'll pop up he'll mm. pop up <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: I, I I couldn't just leave it at this is the point we had to we had to go further and we had to summarize it with this is what you can do about it this is the uh, practical element yeah all right that's awesome well let's keep the ball
0: rolling by going to our segment the drawing board my uh, not Michael mr. Watson what
2: is the drawing board and the drawing board is where we discuss uh, the sources, inspiration uh, and goals of the sermon in order to better understand the sermon in question.
0: Awesome, and I think we've already sort of covered the goals of the sermon. Um, we have, that's but
1: right. But what were your sources and inspirations sources as you were researching this? Okay, well, I've, this is something I've been thinking about for quite some time. I've had a lot of thoughts about it.
2: <laughs> you sort of <laughs> the way
0: you phrase it, it's like, I've been
1: thinking about it, I just never know
0: <laughs> for <quite> a while. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, could,
2: you could even say that I've been delaying a Sermon on procrastination. Yeah, <laughs> that I procrastinate. Yeah, <laughs>
1: which is some type of irony, but um, yeah, so... The inspiration. Well, I think one big thing. It's actually to do with you, Jai. Um, we're in the car. <laughs> we're in the car on a trip. We were talking about um, uh, our spiritual lives, um, relationship with God, um, and this thing came up. This idea that it's very, very easy for us to have something come up and for us to say, "Oh, you know, uh, God, I I value our relationship. I think it's I think it's really important." But I just don't have time right now, using that excuse, or using one of the other excuses, like we, you know, I've got. The, yeah. I'm going to have time later. I don't need to start right now. Or really, I just don't know where to start. And Jai had the idea. He had several ideas. One of his really good ideas was was just to say, well, the um, you can become immersed in spiritual things all throughout the day. You can get verses and you can stick them up and you can look at them and you can just you can do all of these different things. Uh, that remind you of God and that you keep keep you connected to God and keep you thinking about God throughout the day. You don't need to say your devotion at the beginning of the day or whenever you do. You don't need to say that reading the Bible or praying. You don't need to say that the only things that you can do to maintain the relationship with God. And that kind of got me thinking. And that um, I also was relating that back to my own procrastination in other areas, which is kind of I guess related to my personality type. But I know I know this is something that a lot of people do. To uh, they they have the habit of um, delaying things or putting things off um, and I thought this would be a really really good idea for a sermon because like I said before it's not something that's talked about a lot it's not something that that, that people think about especially it's, it's especially not something that people apply to spiritual life spiritual yeah. growth mm. it's, or, at, or at least they don't think of it in this same yeah in the frame. same context that's yeah. right because a lot of people say, oh, you know, especially people at university, but everywhere, a lot of people say, oh, you know, you really shouldn't put that off. You really should start doing it. Procrastination's bad, and these are the reasons why. But you don't get many people coming up and saying, how's your spiritual life going? How's your relationship with God going? And you don't get... And, and there's even fewer people that come up and say to you, are you putting it off? Are mm. you delaying it? So you don't get convicted as much. You don't, yeah. you don't feel that you're doing anything wrong. And I wanted to bring out that it's it's really important because it does hold negative implications in the short term and especially the long term if you do continue to put it off. Um, like I said in the sermon, it's habitual. It's not you know you might miss one one or two days. It's not going to hurt you as much. But if it is something that becomes a habit, if it's something that you do constantly again and again consistently, then you're going to you're going to recognize the, yeah. the changes.
0: You're going to see those differences yeah, in your spiritual life. Sure. And I wanted
1: to bring that out. And that's what that's kind of what inspired me to
0: awesome and them. coming back linking back to the overall goal I think you did a good job because it really is a sermon that asks you to self-evaluate definitely your spiritual life mm. where are the discrepancies and where can you improve in order to better that spiritual life so yeah I think really... I really think you nailed it Mr.
1: Audrey <laughs> thanks thanks it really tries to bring out this um whole idea of uh, you know, none of us are perfect, and we all need to, that's right, self-evaluate ourselves, look at ourselves mm. and say, you know, this might not be something that I'm doing right now, even, but is it something I've done in the past, and is it something that I might be inclined to do in the future, and if so, what can I do about it, and how can I prevent it from happening?
0: For sure. Awesome. All right, well, before we get into what is normally our main, this week, Christmas meet of the podcast, <laughs> uh, the cutting room floor, uh, Mr. Godfrey, there actually wasn't a great deal of which he cut out, but we decided that the there was uh, a lot that you mentioned that you weren't able to discuss uh, in depth, in depth yeah, in that detail, you'd already right. addressed in the sermon, yeah. but not to quite the level. So I suppose you can consider this a bonus round of the cutting room floor, mm-hmm. or just the cutting, room floor, the cutting room floor That's right. before the cutting room floor. Yeah, so it's, a,
1: it's a pre-bonus round. It's a pre-bonus round,
0: or it is the cutting room floor. But for those who might not know, quickly, Jai, what is the cutting room
2: floor? The cutting room floor is a segment where we discuss the parts of the sermon that didn't make it. Uh, into the final product, uh, and we discuss them.
0: Awesome, mm.
2: pretty simple.
0: Very. So, Godfrey, you started off with the top five things
1: people procrastinate. This was very mm. interesting. I found I found this in a couple of places, and I thought, hmm, this is something I want to include. Yeah, it's I just, good. Yeah, I thought it was really interesting. So, for those of you who haven't listened to the sermon, or maybe you have, and uh, it
2: kind just of a recap. Yeah, just a recap. <laughs>
1: Um, the top five things, we've got number five, which is organising our workspaces. It's something that a lot of people put off. They've, they've got these messy desks or rooms, um, places where they work, and they just can't be bothered to get them organised. Yeah. Um, you're probably more inclined to put that off if you don't have a problem with a messy workspace. I guess if you're... It depends on your personality. <laughs> definitely. I guess if you're that personality that um, cares more about having everything clean and tidy and orderly, you're not going to be inclined to put that off as much. Yeah. Um, number four, assignments. We said assignments in um, school, school assignments, university assignments, we also said work assignments. What I meant by that, I didn't really talk about that very much. What I meant by work assignments was really just work assignments. Yeah, It's projects that you might be given at work or, or things that you just need to get done. Um, and then number three is correspondence. I was talking about work and then also personal correspondence. It's things like keeping up with, uh, with your, keeping up your relationships, really, with other people. This isn't necessarily with God, it's just with uh, people in general, it's um, it's saying, um, it, I guess, delaying emailing or texting them or calling them, saying, I'll do it later. Yeah. It doesn't have to happen right now. <laughs> but if you do that, there's a couple of things that happen. This is <laughs> what I found. One of the things is people think that you don't care, and rightfully so. <laughs> <laughs> if if you're you, not responding. If right you look at a text and the text says seen, and then there's no response.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Come on,
2: that's just unfair. And then I've I got a couple of messages from you like that. You? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> no, that's not me. That's not me at all.
0: Michael was an active one. No. <laughs> there <they> go. <laughs> And then
1: the other thing it does is, if you put it off for too long, it just piles up so high, and then you, you get to a point where you say, "I really need to reply to everything," and it takes ages. Yeah. And then you're wishing that you just done it all as it as it came up, wishing that you hadn't put it off. All right, number two, cleaning. Everyone hates cleaning. Yep, well, I guess not everyone on. hates cleaning. <laughs> I think a lot of people cleaning. It's it's not fun. I think that's the problem.
2: Except around exams or <laughs> <laughs> Where are those notes? It's, it's, uh,
1: cleaning is only something that people do willingly, um, if they are trying to. Put Unless off something. It's less absolutely less. essential. Essential. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Uh, and then the top one is exercising. I think that's
2: yeah, that, pretty funny. That doesn't surprise me. No, me yeah, not, not at all. me
0: neither. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, if I'm completely honest, uh, I've done all five of those at one point.
1: <laughs> As
0: have I. It's um, It's pretty ridiculous how, not necessarily that we put them off, but the fact that everyone has them in common. I'm pretty sure most people would be able to say... I've done at least three of those, mm, probably. That's right.
2: Yeah, I, I can certainly say that three are, are on a possibly regular basis. Regular basis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, I'm pretty
0: useless at them. But that was a good. That was good to just sort of establish some reliability, and then we looked at again the top three procrastination excuses. Which, that's right. Um, quickly, were number one. I just don't know where to start. I don't know where to start. What? How do I start? How, how do I do it? That's right. Number two, I don't need to start right now. I've got all
1: the time in the world. Time in the world. And mm. number three, the I don't have that. enough time. Yeah, it's the kind of it is. It's the opposite. It's I don't have enough time. It's yeah. too much on my plate right now. I just can't fit it in. Yeah. And
0: uh, then we just looked at a few of the Bible verses. We won't go into great depth with them here because they're addressed pretty well in the sermon by you, Godfrey. So go and check it out. Yep. Uh, but for a quick reference, if you want to find those, the ones that we looked at were Proverbs twenty-four verses thirty-two through thirty through thirty-four. That's right. Proverbs six uh, four through eleven, and Second Corinthians five fourteen and First Corinthians ten. Thirty one.
1: And if you listen to the sermon for those verses in Corinthians, there's a slight twist on them. I recommend you actually go back and, in fact, we could even do it now. Yeah, I think we can quickly just yeah. cover the the
0: concepts. That's right. Very quickly, the main um, gist of it.
1: So what I'd like to do is if we could read out the verses as they stand um, in the Bible. So let's start with two Corinthians five fourteen. What we did in this. Um, What I did in the sermon was, and I got this idea from a guy named Pastor Steve Cable. What he did was, uh, he takes this idea of life on Earth, and he um, he he kind of changes it a little bit. He doesn't change it, but he just says instead of talking about life on Earth, he applies it to people's time on Earth and how they use their time. Uh, And so we'll have a look at two Corinthians chapter five, verse fourteen. Let's have a look at it. Um, Let's have a look at the vanilla passage first. That's <laughs> right. I um, have you got that one?
2: 2 Corinthians 5 verse 14. 14 says, "For the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judged that if one die for all, then we are all dead." <laughs> <laughs> Who let this old guy is <laughs> <laughs> <latest> <laughs> Don't let the old
1: fart in. <laughs> that's right, that's right. No, no, no that's good. Have you finished? Was that the whole thing? Okay. Um, oh, yeah, there it is. Good. Um, and then here I've um, got the abridged version, which basically says, the love of Christ controls us, having concluded this. One died for all, therefore all died. He died for all, so Jesus died, so that we who have time on this earth might no longer use our time for ourselves, but for Jesus Christ who died and rose again on our behalf. Mm. So, that's it's pretty self-explanatory, so that's what it's saying. It's saying, Jesus deserves our time. He deserves for us not to put him off, not to put off our relationship with him. Because, honestly, he didn't put off the plan of salvation. Yeah, He was willing, and he went through with it. And when it got to that point where he was sweating blood in the Garden of Gethsemane, he, was, he had lots of doubts about it. But he didn't let that sway him. He went through with it, and obviously, the timing was... More up to the Romans than it was up to him, yeah. but uh, he was willing to go through with that, and I don't think that he deserves for us to, to put off the time we spend with him. Yeah, for and sure. then the second one here is one Corinthians ten thirty one, which and you probably know the vanilla passage that this abridged. I've got process. it quick if you want. To. I'll go ahead. Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. And this one says, whether you eat or drink or however you spend your time, use all of your time for the glory of God. Again, pretty pretty self explanatory mm. there.
0: I found it pretty powerful the way that the guy uh, phrased it. Yeah, Whenever to... you spend your time, use all of your time for the glory. Of that's God. right. Yeah, that's um, it's a really cool way of thinking of it. In um, yeah, in a way that we don't often think of. Mm, I agree. Awesome, and then finally, you gave us some ways to overcome procrastination. We'll quickly list them, and then we'll talk a bit more in depth about them. Number one was to make a routine and stick to it. Oh let's expand on that now if you sure. guys have anything else to add. So yeah, making a routine and sticking to it.
2: Yeah, I, I um in relation to exercise, I, I know that um if you want to get to the gym and, you know, three days a week, sometimes it can be a little bit hard. Mm. but if you make a routine uh, in steps, like uh, setting goals, if you just commit to going one day, you know, one day a week and just get there for you know for a couple of weeks or whatever and then you know, bump that up to two or three days a week, and if you just, um, you know, once you get there, you may as well, you know, exercise exercise pretty hard. Mm. Of course, so if you've made the effort to get there. Exactly, and and so you know, by doing this little um, step by step, uh, you can achieve those goals that you you wanted to, and, and sticking to a routine um, yeah. can can help you with that. And I know if you plan an assignment, that's uh, another <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. another good one a little bit time,
1: and then you just work up, work up to bigger
0: things. <laughs> and so I suppose the end game, the end goal is to create a routine to the point where it becomes
1: habitual. Yes. You don't have to think of it as a routine way. anymore. You're just doing it. Reminds it reminds anyway. me of that joke. I, I missed the gym today. That's ten years in a row now. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh, that's th- not what you want. You want to get into the routine. You want to do it in baby steps. One day at a time, then work it up. Like Jai said, I think it's a great idea to do it like that. If, if you want the gains, you got to go to the gym.
0: <laughs> if you want them spiritual gains... <laughs> you got to go to the spiritual gym, go which to spiritual is gym. the... What a, what
2: a <laughs> um, I think some of that statistics that you were looking for was um, it takes uh, 30 days uh, to create a new habit. So. Right, that's uh-huh. good. That's really
1: good. Yeah, I didn't include that. There we
2: go. Awesome. Mm.
1: Uh,
0: tip number two for overcoming procrastination is modify your environment and make sure
2: it's inclusive to spiritual growth. What do you What do you um, mean by that? Can you just expand on that? Oh, okay, you... so this
1: is what I was talking about. I, I don't know if I expanded upon it well enough in the sermon. I kind of skipped over this point. The reason I skipped over them a little bit was, or just kind of summed them up briefly, was because we were running out of time. Um, this is what I was talking about before when I said that uh, I was sticking up the post-it notes around the room, and they had Bible verses on them, and that's one way that you can modify your environment to make it inclusive to spiritual growth. It's just little things that you can do throughout the day, so that you're not saying,
2: "I miss my devotion." That's it. I've got nothing mm. else. So, for people who are, you know, get up at four or five in the morning or six or whatever, and mm. say they don't have enough time before they go to work. To work. That's right. Um, what you're saying is that you can. Uh, modify your environment yes. by um, putting things around or, or taking. Yeah, um, there are by, other things you can do. Yeah, mm. by taking Bible verses in your pocket or something Definitely. like that. You, you can, you know, um, where there's a will, there's a way to to spend some time with can, God, yeah. and you know, perhaps in the afternoons, mm. you know, you've got more time, and that might be my where you uh, really connect with God. Mm. Well, that's or right.
0: Listening to something on the way to on the way to work. to work.
1: Um, I, that's what I said a little bit on because. Um, People have a lot of time on the way to work and back, and it's just wasted time. You can do something with that time. Yeah,
0: and let, let's face it: pretty much, technology makes things ten times easier. It does, we, yeah. Of all the generations, uh, we probably have the least uh, warranted excuses as far <laughs> as I don't have enough time, because mm-hmm. as you might argue, that we're busier, but we also have a lot of stuff to help us cope with all that busyness.
1: It's how you use it, though, because. Technology can also be used to waste time. This is true. So like, procrastinate? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: YouTube's a, a, a tough one. It's a, it's a uh, big one, that's right. YouTube. But not if you
1: listen to the After Seven podcast. Hey, <laughs> nice plug, <laughs> nice plug. Okay, awesome. uh, number three, uh, which is making God our top priority. I talked about this a bit more in the sermon. This is one of the main points. I think it's important. <laughs> I think making God our top making God our top priority is really really important because if he isn't our top priority we're more likely to, to delay that and you know put off that relationship yeah for sure now so number four Godfrey yes um, be immersed in spiritual things this is kind of actually similar to point number two um, I yeah. suppose <laughs> <laughs> I repeated the same one this one was more um, the other one was looking at your environment. We actually got them backwards. This one was what we were talking about before. The other one, modify your environment. I was looking at um, doing things like having your, if you're going to have a devotion, which I recommend, having your devotion um, in the morning, early on, behind a closed door in the bedroom with the, you know, maybe with the window closed, instead of mm. having it in the living room where everybody's walking around at 8.30 in the morning and yeah. the uh, cars are driving past outside and it's just distracting. Um, that idea of you know all of these things that you can do to make it easier for you to concentrate and um also to to make it more enjoyable so that you will want to do it so that you won 't be putting it off yeah
2: oh, i I have a personal um thing that I do in in my worship time i um if the house is a little bit too too noisy, but I usually put earplugs in and and sit in the lounge room. Nice. Um, and um, it just quietens down everything else. And yeah. yeah,
1: that's great. That's really
2: good. Um, yeah, a time where I can just uh, really connect and, and read um, and, and pray. So, mm.
0: And I think if uh, you're going by tip number three, making God your priority, and similar to what you were saying before, Watson, where there's a will, there's a way. If, yeah. if your priority is to have meaningful devotion uh, and time with God in the morning or in the afternoon or at night time, you'll find a way to make it work. You'll modify your environment. And you'll immerse yourself in spiritual things as well, whether it's even in devotions or throughout the
2: day. You'll make a way. And, and this is one of the things that's so awesome about God. Um, he encourages us to pray for these things, to mm. pray for help with these things. Mm. And, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just a, a, an awesome th- awesome God that we serve. I'll tell you what. This, uh,
0: the people, some people who've got the right idea uh, <laughs> about making things a priority and where there's a will, there's a way, uh Muslims yes five times a day they will pray even if it's you know late at night or early in the morning and they'll whenever that time of day comes the prayer mat comes out and they will do their mandatory prayers uh, wherever they are Mm.
2: it's a real real commitment
0: it's a real commitment it's a real reverence I mean we'd obviously um, you know uh, not agree with everything that they teach but as far as respecting the reverence that they have for god that's and right. the commitment that they have to their faith it really is uh commendable mm-hmm. and i Definitely. think i think you know you can learn something from uh, you can learn something from anyone and i think that's yeah one one group of people who shares the same idea although a better example of that i would say would be jesus jesus mm-hmm. would early mm-hmm. in the morning before his disciples were even awake, would go to wherever he could, on a mountaintop or just in a garden, and he'd find that time with God. He made that his priority during the day, and so his devotions came first before he did anything else. And so really, uh, ideally, he's the perfect model that we should be trying to um,
2: yeah, mimic. And by, by that time in, uh, in the morning with God, it was strengthening him and filling him with um the Holy Spirit, mm. so that when the temptation um, or the ministry opportunities came, that he was able to, um, yeah, have victory over sin and and proclaim with uh, with power. Yeah, for sure. And listeners, if if you have heard
1: the previous after sermon podcast with Jesse Marks and his sermon, we talked about this a little bit about Jesus and what he did. Jesus was not a procrastinator. Jesus did things mm. immediately because he knew that. Putting things off, delaying things has negative consequences, or can have negative consequences. (laughs) That's right. That's true. So I recommend that you listen to what we said uh, last week as well.
0: Awesome. And the very last tip for overcoming procrastination is to persevere.
1: Mm, Um, Excellent. Could you expand Mm. on that a little bit? Sure. Uh, So, perseverance is really important. We can find it very, very easy to fall down and not get back up on the horse again. Yeah. We can get to the end of a day, and we we could have put things up all day and really ha- had nothing done.
0: Yeah, and again, if you listen to our last episode, we talked a lot about the fact that as far as going outside of our comfort zones go, mm-hmm. um, there is a potential for failure, and that's why a lot of people don't want to go outside. There's a risk that comes... We're doing something you're uncomfortable with. That's right. But the big thing that we talked about was, it's not so much if you fail, it's more how uh, can you get back up from that. That's right. And as far as spiritually... As far as being spiritually concerned, the only way we come back up is in the same way as Peter. We cry out to, to God.
1: And we ask him for help.
0: And we ask him for help. And as it says, Jesus immediately took Peter's hand. Jesus is there just waiting for us. If mm. we get stuck in a rut or we've had a bad day... We just need to ask. And by not doing that, we are procrastinating. That's right. <laughs> procrastinating our spiritual growth. Definitely. It's a double procrastination, so I it think is. that's a
1: really important one for us to pay attention to. I agree, because there's nothing worse than getting to the end of a day and, and looking back and saying, I've just I haven't got anything done, it's just been discouraging. Yeah. And it's very easy for us if that happens to um, it's very easy for us when that happens to say I'm not going to give it a go again tomorrow. Yeah, I think it's so easy to become discouraged. We can come to the end of the day and have a look back on everything that's happened and we have, you know, we can have an unproductive day and have nothing done and we can look back and we can get really discouraged. And I think it's really important for us to persevere. I think it's really easy for us to look back on a day and when we've been unproductive and become really discouraged, have a look at everything that we haven't been able to do and... Uh, and it's easy for us to get into this rut, into this habit of uh, continuing that on throughout the rest of the week, and, um, saying, oh, you know, it really doesn't matter anymore, and putting things off and just becoming almost lazy. And I think it's really important for us to, to persevere and to, to not have that bad mentality, but to have a good mentality and to be able to say, you know, I'm going to change it, I'm going to get back on the horse, and I'm going to do something different this time. Awesome. All right, well, that concludes our
0: sort of discussion, I suppose, of uh, the main sermon that you presented. But there were a few things that you weren't able to put in, some of what we would call the main meat of the podcast in our cutting room floor. So what were some of the things you didn't get to talk about in your sermon?
1: Yeah, well, like you said, there wasn't much that I needed to take out or that I decided to take out. I used a lot of the stuff that I had. There were a couple of things that for time constraints or other reasons I didn't take out. The first one was the parable of the ten versions. If you're not familiar with it, it's in uh, the book of Matthew. And I'll just summarise it really quickly, paraphrase it really quickly for you. You've got five wise virgins and five foolish virgins. Uh, and it's talking about how the wise virgins, they had their oil ready, and they were basically they were ready for the bridegroom to return, who is, of course, the son of God, to return. And, and then the foolish virgins, they slept and they slumbered. Or really all of them slept and slumbered, but the foolish virgins didn't prepare. And what I was going to say was, I was going to talk about the importance of of being ready, of not slumbering and sleeping, um, because obviously this parable is a really good example of the eternal consequences, the negative implications that um you know you have if you are a procrastinator. The um one of the main reasons I chose to cut it out, aside from the time constraints, was this idea that all of the virgins slumbered and slept. So it wasn't really, it didn't really hammer the point home very well. It wasn't mm. really relevant to this, but I think it's really, really good in an, maybe another sermon or maybe, um, a kind of a side point, but. It wasn't relevant enough and it wasn't specific enough to include in the sermon, so I decided to take it out. I still think you can draw
0: something out of it, as you were saying, though, that they they still weren't prepared. They'd put off that preparation by getting the oil. The the wise virgins had bought their oil beforehand and they'd bought extra. The other ones uh, were unprepared. So I still think there is still some validity there, but I can also see how it could sort of interrupt the flow, having to explain it a bit more. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um, Another one is in the book of Acts, chapter 26. Uh, I'm going to read this one, 26 verse 28. This one here is the story of Agrippa, and it says here in 28, Then Agrippa said to Paul, you almost persuade me to become a Christian. Mm. And uh, what it's saying is, I guess, Agrippa is putting off. He's delaying his conversion experience. He's saying, I'm almost there, but I'm not quite there. And again... This one was taken out because it wasn't particularly relevant. It wasn't explicit enough or specific enough. Uh, but I think that it does—it it does have relevance a little bit, just just um, not as much and didn't quite make the cut.
0: I think it sort of exemplifies uh, one of the reasons that people do procrastinate. Yes, um, it's just that that almost. I'm not quite sure. Uh, and there's some validity to that. Of course, you know, no one wants to get duped into something that's false. But then again, when it's when it's God who's calling you, like when it was with the disciples, come and be fishers of men, or whether, as we talked about last episode, uh, Jesus just calling out to Peter on the boat, just come. That's all really we should need. We shouldn't need anything else to come and convince us.
1: Mm. Mm, that's right. So Agrippa needed a bit more persuasion, a bit more evidence.
0: But the thing was, I think Paul had given him all he needed. I think so too. Paul had given him a detailed testimony of his life and what God had done for him. (laughs) And really, testimonies are one of the best evidences, evidences, if not the best evidence we can give for God and how God transforms and changes lives.
1: Well, you could argue then that it it is a bit of a cop-out. Yeah. (laughs) But it's just just, um he's just saying that because he wants to delay it, he wants to put it off, he says, you know I do not I d I don't I don't this isn't for me. I don't want to do it, at least not right now. Yeah.
0: It's not convenient for me to do it right now. It's a
1: dangerous way of thinking.
0: Yeah, especially when we don't know how long we have to live.
1: Yeah, definitely, that's right.
0: Awesome. And there are a few stories uh, that weren't necessarily from the Bible, but some good stories from history about procrastination. Yes, that's right.
1: There were some really good real-life examples of procrastination, and um, also of the negative effects of procrastination. And these are also from Steve Cable. Um, There are a couple here. The first one... uh, I'll I'll just... I'll give you all three. The first one is... uh, It it was uh, in the time of Napoleon, 1815. This is the scene. Napoleon's going to attack Wellington, Wellington's British army at dawn, but instead of attacking at dawn, he puts it off. He delays his attack until 11 o'clock in the morning. That'll be, what, five, six hours that he's delayed the attack? And this delay actually allows the Prussians to arrive in time and attack the French flank, turning a certain French victory into a bit of defeat. So literally, in this example, (laughs) literally, procrastination is what caused Napoleon to meet his waterloo. Mm.
2: So that's yeah, sure. the first
1: example of how procrastination, it, it, it's not a good thing. Nope. They're, they're, sometimes you get away with it. Most of the time, there's going to be some negative in- implications. The second one. On October 31, 1846, 30 years later, after a torturous shortcut gone bad cost them several weeks, the Donner Party decided to rest for a few days rather than press on over the Sierra Nevada mountains. And so, putting this off, this resting, this delay for a few days, caused them to be trapped by a monster blizzard, which resulted in 36 people dying of starvation, and the rest living out their lives with the stain of cannibalism. I think that one's... I think that's a good one Massive.
0: They weren't procrastinating something that they knew was coming, either. No, they didn't know about it. The blizzard wasn't an imminent threat, but that's sort of one of the reasons why you shouldn't procrastinate. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't know what tomorrow brings. Yes,
1: that's a really good point. yeah. Yeah. Because we don't know what's going to happen. I think Jai said before, you don't procrastinate an assignment because if you do, if you do it for long enough, you might get sick.
0: Yeah, and then...
1: Or you might have something else happen, and then if you've left it too late, you won't be able to finish it, or they might not give you an extension.
0: And I suppose when you think about it, if we're procrastinating it for something else, what are we filling up that other time with anyway? Mm. Especially when we're talking about spiritual things. What are we... Replacing that
2: time with
1: well, obviously something that's a higher priority for us than the thing that we're yeah, supposed to if, be
2: doing. If we're doing it or putting it over, over, over. Um, our spiritual life with God, yeah. with God. Yeah,
0: so yeah. it's very telling, isn't it? <laughs> Definitely.
1: And then the final example I had here was the nation of Israel in the Book of Exodus. Israel uh, choosing to delay entering the Promised Land. So if you know the story, you've got the twelve spies that went into the promised land, and they kind of scattered it out, and they came back, and ten of them, or two of them, Joshua and Caleb, gave it a glowing report. And, well, well really, the ten of them, uh, at the beginning, they said, we're scared, there's giants in, in Canaan, there's giants in that land, we don't know, we, it's it's scary, it's unknown, we don't know how it's going to go. And they kind of, um, I guess, discouraged the Israelites from from entering. The Israelites had come all this way to, to go into the promised land, mm. and then from this... Uh, recount, they decide that they're not going to go in, or at least they delay going in. They put it off, despite Joshua and Caleb saying, "We can do it because we've got God on our side." The rest of the 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 nation say, "Well, you know, we're not so sure." And the result of the procrastination, the result of delaying it and putting it off, is well, we all know they had to spend forty <laughs> years wandering around the wilderness. A long walk, <laughs> <laughs> a long walk, and it cost a lot of them, or the older ones, uh, it cost them. Everything, because they they didn't get to see it at all. Even Moses didn't get to see it, so. Nice. Um, There are the three examples. Um, I chose to take them out for time constraints mainly. I think they're really good, but I wanted to include uh, biblical examples, and so I chose to prioritize those over these ones. I think these are really good, Um, obviously, especially that last one, which is a biblical example, but I chose to take them out because time didn't allow for them to be uh, included.
0: Awesome. Well, that concludes the cutting room floor. before you go on to our Christmas special extravaganza, uh, Mr. Godfrey, do you have any recommended readings for us?
1: I sure do. Okay, I've got a book here. The book is called Eat That Frog. It's by Brian Tracy. It's not a book about procrastination in a spiritual sense. It's just procrastination in general. It's a really good book. um, And it talks about how to conquer procrastination, how to get into good routines, good habits, and to accomplish more in your day and in your New your life, in general. Uh, the second reading I have, which is also a really, really good one, uh, is the book Steps to Christ, and chapter 3. And I, I quoted this in the sermon. I recommend you read the whole chapter. It's about repentance. And it talks about how important it is to not delay or put off your, your um, repentance, not to put off your... Um, 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 what's the word? confession,
0: Aha. confession
2: of, <laughs> we got there we got that's there right, I
1: had to think about it confession um, and repentance of sins yeah and you'll have to go back to the sermon to, to listen to that quote and I, I think I talk about it a little bit more there I expand upon it a little bit but I, I, I highly recommend both of those readings I think they're really really good if you're interested in procrastination the second one obviously in a spiritual sense.
0: Alright, well, there we go. Now we can proceed on to the Christmas extravaganza. Bonus round. (laughs) Bonus round. Bonus round. round. We thought we'd try and do something fun because it is Christmas. We want to do something interesting. And that's why I'm pitting Mr. Michael Godfrey and Mr. Jai up against each other in a Christmas, a Bible trivia. And the winner will receive... The ten M&Ms I have left in my bucket of Christmas (laughs) M&Ms. Because I'm a generous guy, so... <laughs> Boys, I want this to be a clean game. No cheating. Um, sure. What are we going to
2: use as our buzzers.
0: buzzers? Buzzers? Use your first name. So, Jai, you just go, Jai. And, Michael, to make yours more monosyllabic? Yeah, just, right. just go Mike. Mike?
1: Don't
0: sure, wait for Mike. Okay. I'm just going to give one a test right. Jai! Oh, Mike. Yeah. yeah, they're working pretty good. they working pretty good. All right, yeah, good, sure. good, good. Right, now, I again. Clean it. Clean, clean, uh, clean game, boys. Yeah. None of this so, cheating business. Uh, we are a Christian show. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it will be the first one to get five points. They will get the M and M's. Let's get ready to rumble. A question number one.
1: Who told Mary and Joseph to go to Bethlehem? Mike. <laughs> I, I think they had to go there because Augustus Caesar told them. He, he had the census. this boy is correct
0: ding 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 I should have a better sound effect than my own voice going ding ding for a correct answer (laughs) we might edit that but who knows Uh, let's have a look at the next question in the accounts announcing the birth of Christ how many times did an angel or angels appear and I will allow higher or lower for this one
1: Have a guess, have a guess, just buzz in. Jai. Three. I was going to guess three. Jai, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. You got it right! (laughs) (laughs) There we go,
0: the scores are tied at 1-1. This is pretty good so far. Alright, next question. What are the meanings of the names Jesus and Emmanuel?
2: Jai. Jai, go. Uh, Jesus God with us? Yeah, uh...
0: I'm going to let you... Because there are two components to this answer, I'm going to let you try to do something with that. Jesus and Emmanuel.
2: So I would say it's God with us. For both of them. One of them. (laughs) (laughs) I will give you...
0: I will give you one point for that there. You get one point. Uh... You can fact check this, guys, at home, but the trivia sources that we're using says that Jesus means Saviour.
1: So... Sure. Messiah?
0: Messiah, yeah. yeah so, I will give you one point for getting Emmanuel. So it's 2-1. Yeah. All in Jai's right. favour. That's the way it's looking so far. All right. This is an interesting one. Uh, if you've ever watched a Christmas movie, you've probably got the wrong impression and you'll most likely get this question wrong. So, yes. how old was Jesus when the wise men found him? Mike. Michael, go. Was he two years old? Was he two years old, he asks? Yes he was. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. It
2: wasn't yeah.
1: the day, it wasn't the night of the birth, was it? No. It was the shepherds. That was believed. the shepherds, it, it was. was. because they would have had to take a, they would have taken a long time to get there. It took them quite a
0: while. Alright, this is a one... R- oh, the scores are 2-2. Two, two, just cool. for the folks at home. 2-2. Two, two. Is this the decider? No, it's just five. Don't get too Oh, so
1: it's 2-5. I thought it was best You thought you could
0: taste those M&Ms. Not uh, yet. Not yet. Oh, okay. Alright. All right. What are the three gifts which are mentioned being given by the wise men? You all them, or...? <laughs> yeah, all three. I need them all.
2: Frankincense. No. And... <laughs>
0: Five seconds on the timer. Five.
1: Oil? One. My my three gold. Hey. Oh, it's okay, you got sixty-six percent of the points. And you get
2: none of those. Oh <laughs> Well played, Mike. It all goes Mike just, <laughs> just wait till the answer draws done and then chime in.
1: This is a very rigged game
0: no bias in this, oh, so sure. it's 3-2 it's in Godfrey's way. Thanks for the points. Alright. <laughs> Which emperor ordered all the young children to be killed? John. Hey. Was it Herod? I think Herod? you're onto it. Oh. Ding, ding, ding. That's correct. 3-3. Three, three. Mm. Alright. What animals does the Bible say were present at the birth of Jesus? Don't all chime in at once.
1: Mike. Yes. I believe it was a donkey. And, uh, would it be a donkey? Because they traveled with a donkey. Would it be... Um, mm. Is donkey your final answer? Oh, only one? Yes.
0: yes. Trick question.
1: Oh, there were no animals present. The New Testament that, right?
0: gives no account of animals oh, being yeah. there. come on. However. There was a donkey. However. Yeah. However. however <laughs> don't argue with me. You want to fool or not? <laughs> 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 however. Isaiah 1.3 could be a prophecy talking about at least a donkey seeing the creep of his master, God. Really? Wow. So, uh, I'm going to give you a point because we'd assume that there might be a donkey or sheep there because there were shepherds. True. So, I'm going to give you the point. It's, the score is a 4-3 for folks at home. Mm. This is match point. Godfrey's way. If he gets this, I'm afraid Joe's up the creek without a paddle. So... And no m and no m <laughs> to, share one to console him. Two of the four Gospels do not mention the birth of Christ. Which 2
2: mm. John, Mark and Luke?
0: You are incorrect, I think, I think... I will not tell you which ones are correct or incorrect, for
1: fairness. I think... We should split the points. No! I think it's Mark and John. <laughs>
0: I'm giving you all the points. You get a point. Oh, you no, get a no, point. Jai no, <laughs> no, no. no <laughs> does not get a <laughs> point. Let's continue the game. No, Jai no. gets no points. That uh. is... The score is now 5-3. Jai, that was an admirable effort, but... These M&Ms were never meant for well, you. D- well you. Well done, done Mike. You. Oh, thank well you. Done. Good game. Good game. Yeah. GG. Well played. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, that concludes our Christmas special of the After podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening in. Quickly before we go, uh, Mr. Godfrey, where can these people find you?
1: Uh, yes. So at the moment you can find me on YouTube. It's just Michael Godfrey. It's just my name. You should be able to find me. Awesome. I'll and... give you more details in the description.
0: Yep. There'll be a link to his video or you can check my subscriptions. I'll most likely be subscribed to him so you'll be able to find him either way. And Mr. Watson, where can people find you?
2: Um, well, uh, next year I'll probably have... A YouTube channel up and running, but it'll probably be uh, Jai Watson or something similar to that.
0: Awesome. Um, yeah. So, so put that in your calendar, guys. Something to look forward to. For the
2: Jai Watson channel. Awesome.
0: Well, again, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. We hope you enjoyed the episodes we've put out so far. We're going to be taking a break over the Christmas holidays, but once January comes back in, Watson will have a sermon. I'll have a sermon, and we'll, we're hoping to get back into this. Uh, We're hoping to improve it a bit as well, and yeah, thank you so much for listening in. And with that said, have a good one, and good Night. night.